family ever, ever left a body to be found? Sophia. Okay. And which season? Now, see, now you're doing a lot. Am I doing a lot? Mm-hmm. Am I? Now, see, you're pushing it overboard because you're mad I got it so fast. No, I'm not mad at all because that was very obvious. I wanted you to guess the, the context of the quote. Nobody ever in my family ever left a body. Think about it because this was a very memorable episode. Is this a line that is based around what's happening in the episode? Yes, it is. Fuck. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Something to do with a murder, perhaps? Is this season seven? It is season seven. Go off there, my nigga, for the final uh, trivia question. <laughs> What's season seven, episode two, Case of the Libertine Bell? Bell, yes. Yes. The girls were taking part in a murder mystery episode. Of course, Dorothy solved both cases because yes. she's just that bitch. In the first one, the one that was all for fun and games, everybody was in on it. <laughs> Do you remember the plot of the murder and who the guilty party or parties were? Okay, so the play pretend one that they did, well, technically both of them were pretend, but the first one that they did was like a story of some like rich, I think, dad. Mm. Who, the guy that got murdered was like, I think maybe getting married. And he had like two kids, a brother and a sister. And they're trying to figure out who killed the dad or whatever. And Dorothy ended up solving it correctly by saying that, fuck, I think both of them were guilty, but I just can't remember how it ended. Both of them were guilty. Like she looked, she took the knife that was used to slit one of the the wedding people's throat. I can't remember who got their throat slit and who got killed the other way. But <laughs> one of them killed. You're working it out. One of them killed. I want to say the bride with a, a knife to the throat, and Dorothy figured it out because it was obvious by the direction that the throat was cut that it was somebody who was left-handed, and she could tell by the daughter's ring that she was wow. left-handed. Okay, and then I the didn't ask son. Ever okay, well I know <laughs> there it is. I'm done. <laughs> you clearly remember. It. Yes, I do. Yes. It was the daughter and son. Who killed the daddy and his new bride because they were afraid he was going to change the will yes. to cut her in. Because he was like 88 and she was like 20. 20, right. Yes. All right. You do oh, know the golden it. girls. I made her D is some kind of waiter. <laughs> Bless Rose, dumbass. <laughs> the fact that every detective was like St. Olaf. St. Olaf. Southside. Mm, yeah. I could smell them every time. All right. Good job, my nigga. Thanks. Um, I think maybe we're going to retire the Golden Girls trivia soon. Okay. Maybe we'll go back to like movie quotes and we can jump back and forth. Maybe so. Instead of me plaguing with TVs, you with the ones other that you've TV done all shows. The time. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe The Office. You never know what we could get into. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's a good show. It's pretty great. So, yeah. Welcome back to The Read. I am Chakisha Clemens. And I am going to be. <clears throat> I just want to be Janelle Monae. Okay. It's always valid. She's Because I was inspired by her um, a sip freestyle. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? The pictures and videos from a sip always look so good. 
It looks like so much fun. I have to like make myself available for one because they look like such a good time. I think I'm just going to go the Patreon route just so I can get. I'm pretty sure I already support. (laughs) Yes. I'm pretty sure I already support them on Patreon. But yeah, I just need to go to one. So Black Excellence this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who's Black Excellence this week? 23-year-old Tyler Mitchell, Mm. a black photographer Mm -hmm. based in Brooklyn from Atlanta, Georgia. So rumor has it that Mm -hmm. one Beyonce blue Sir Rumi's mama, Knowles Carter, will be not only covering the September issue of Vogue, which is the bad bitch issue of Vogue, but also will be taking over as editor-in-chief and is giving all access to all everything so i imagine that you know blue will have her editorial Mm -hmm. um as well as full control over the looks right um but with that being said uh, the reports go that she has called on this young man this tyler mitchell to shoot the cover of vogue and this would make him the first Mm. Mm, mm, mm. This is shameful, Vogue. <laughs> the first black photographer to shoot a cover of Vogue in all 126 years of its existence. That is right, folks. A shame. I said 126 of them things. <laughs> 1892. And it started as a weekly um, publication, newspaper, or whatever. Yeah, wow. And not once has a black photographer shot the cover. Uh, not even just like being on the cover, just shot it. Much just less the as September in, issue. Just any the, cover. Just given the job. Of all of the thousands of Vogue covers that must exist, it's actually a fucking shame that Beyonce had to come through and be like, Anna, I'll just do this. You, I mean, you're talented, I guess. The girls go up for you, but I have my own ideas. I have this young man in place. I already know the captions that I'm going to yeah. write that I don't put on Instagram. Yep. So. Yum. Okay. Is that mine? Is it's that definitely me? not mine. Is it mine? It's definitely not me. <laughs> okay, but how do I cut it off? Oh, fuck it is. Okay, Yum. my bad. Love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. Anyway. I just love that it has been me in such a long time. It doesn't matter. Shout out to this young man that Beyonce handpicked to be iconic and step into this role. That no other black photographer has ever had the honor of doing, which and he is gets still to, just blowing my mind. But and he gets to reportedly shoot Beyonce. Right, I, I heard in September that Beyonce already gave Anna the the cover. She was like, "Oh, here's your image." So you know what? Do yes. with that what you will. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I think she's already done it and turned it in. Like there you go, girl. Of course, right. This is going to come any minute, yeah. yeah. Because I know Rihanna's on the cover of British. September, British Vogue, mm-hmm. and that comes out, I think, later this week or early next week. Yeah, so, so those things are, yeah, we'll they had to have been done. Yes, yeah, so congratulations to that young man and to Beyonce for doing whatever she wants at Vogue and to Rihanna. <clears throat> Anyone else for Black Excellence this week? Yeah, actually, LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, okay, you're gonna you're gonna stretch it out. LeBron James. I have all the time in the world. LeBron James. Uh, we can actually wait. To and do his. This. It's, fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. LeBron James and his foundation um, linked up with the school board over in Akron, nice. Ohio. Yes. His uh, hometown. Mm-hmm. And together they have created a public school called the I Promise School 
240 third and fourth graders have already started classes. Amazing. Some 43 staff members, I believe. There's going to be like 20 students a classroom. Yes. And this is to service like at-risk mm-hmm. students. Low income. You know what I'm saying? Just kids who either don't have the income or the environment or, you know, the family situation or whatever that can lend to a, you know, focused and motivated and healthy education. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying so kids, you know, many of our brothers and sisters, sons and daughters and nieces yeah. and nephews and things like that. So that's really, really amazing. Um, the school year is going to run a little bit longer than normal from July to May. School days, which I love this, are like a nine to five. They're longer, too. But I love that it's nine a.m. to five. Yeah, my little brother's school was like that. It was like, this is your job. Get into it. going to work today. Yes. Um, They have STEM STEM camps that will be available during the seven-week summer break. And I mean... If you thought that you weren't going to be going to school in style, you were wrong. First of all, look up <laughs> photos of the school. They got like a bunch of, of sneakers that I guess LeBron wore during games that I'm assuming were auctioned off. I don't know who, like how they sold these shoes to people, yeah. but like one shoe is kept by the buyer and then the other shoes like hung up nice. in the school. Sickening. Like it. Free tuition. Of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Free breakfast, lunch, snacks, drinks. After lunch, they have like a support circle for students to get them, you know, keep them focused on work. Right. Um, what else do they get? They've got uh, free bicycles, each student, yes. and helmets, just because LeBron talked about how he liked to ride his bike around yeah, and explore the bike. And these kids need bikes too. It's like, it's a small thing that is such an important thing. They, if you live within two miles of the school, you get free transportation. There's an on-site food bank where parents can come yes. and pick out food and stuff to, pre- to prepare at home. Mm-hmm. They've got job placement programs yes. for parents. They've got GED classes and programs for parents. Nice. Um, they've got all kinds of things that like can not only lend to like a healthy state of mind and emotional state of mind or whatever for the students but also for the parents so that kids are going back to a healthy and supported yes. and loved on household as well yes um and on top of all of that if you graduate from the school you're guaranteed four years of tuition covered it is just at amazing. the university of Akron. like this so everybody knows that I don't know anything about the sports. I just, you know, heard about him mm-hmm. moving to play for the Honey Badgers. Mm-hmm. And yep, that's what they are. I will get a jersey <laughs> because I stand LeBron. Greatest As of all you time. Should. This is a beautiful thing LeBron is doing. He's always been very generous with his money, but pouring this kind of money into education and doing it the public school route and not right. creating another charter school and also going after the kids who are a year or two behind their peers right. academically and not necessarily the kids who are at the top of the class, but the kids who need extra help, the kids who need that extra attention and focus. So it is just wonderful what he's doing all the way around. I am in such complete support, I won't be buying a LeBron Lakers jersey because I have my own. I'll probably get to, a Heat jersey. I was about to say, do they even still sell LeBron Heat jerseys? I'm sure, but you can I'm find sure one you somewhere. can find one. Yes. So yes, it is a beautiful, amazing thing LeBron James is doing for those kids. And I just, you know, it's the sort of thing our government 
could and should be doing for children all mm. across the nation, mm. but it's entirely too much like rights. So white people won't do it unless they are, you know, one day forced. But this is just beautiful. Oh it's my just God, amazing. if you were to kneel down, if you were to get mm-hmm. on one knee, it would be like you didn't give a fuck about America. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and in fact, people are even now talking about LeBron is using his money to divide us. Like if you can look mm. at what he's doing with this school yeah. and find a way to hate on that, then you were just born to hate. I'm sorry. If if Taylor Swift could open this school and I would just have to give it to this I bitch. would just have to clap both because of my hands. Because it's just that good of a thing. So if you find it in your heart to hate on LeBron, you have to really wonder why you are that de- dedicated to negativity. So. Well, that's about it for it, Black that is actually this not week. It. We're going to wrap so, that up actually, and then we're, we're going to head on over to the next segment where we talk about pop culture and stories. Are you done? Because I have to do it. Okay. This week in Black Excellence. Oh, wow. My nigga Kid Fury. Are you playing the fucking Jamaican? The legendary podcaster, vlogger, and stand-up comedian Kid Fury. It was announced this week. Is developing a half-hour HBO <laughs> comedy <sorry>. series. <laughs> what is this playing in the it's background? It's the Jamaican National Anthem. Are you? I thought you would love it. <laughs> Okay, first of all, Thanks Clarence. Thanks for Wave. <laughs> okay, I will stop. I was trying to think of how Jamaican I could make it, but wow! thanks to Lena Waithe and a handful of other amazing people. Kid Fury, my motherfucking nigga, sitting right across from me right oh, now. Oh, gosh. Will serve as writer and co-executive producer on the oh, new series. It is a sur- surreal, God. dark comedy that follows Greg. No. We're a not 20 doing something this. sarcastic gay black man oh, navigating adulthood God. and responsibility in New York City. You are so much. While struggling with his undiagnosed clinical depression. Uh. I just have to say, I obviously saw this coming, but I, <laughs> I mean, I simply did. Um, but all of us who have been Kid Fury fans for so long and can remember your ass back in Florida in your mama's house taping videos yeah. in your room, yes. Those of us who remember the salmon colored wall, those of us who have watched you move to New York and deal with loud ass toddlers mm. and rats and yeah, mental health shit, some that people know about and some that don't and just all the trials and all the things you have overcome and getting past your own self to be where you are right now my nigga I am so proud of you thank you I am so proud of you because I know what it took Mm -hmm. for you to get here and we don't ever celebrate ourselves but I am going to force you to celebrate yourself today, bitch, because you did that. No, nigga. You don't get to downplay it. You don't I'm, get to act like it's not that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure you're the first openly gay Jamaican-American person to have a TV show. I mean, I'm pretty it's not sure. even ordered yet. I'm just yet. saying. I'm just saying, my nigga. I'm just saying. Let us be happy for you. Let us be proud of you because it is such an amazing thing you have done. And we, I just cannot say enough good things. I'm so thank proud. God. Look at my motherfucking friend. <laughs> oh my God. Out there living his truth. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. I'm not even going to get in my emotions, but No, it's yes. okay. You can. Do no, you I have won't. a speech? Would you like to tell the people I don't your have story? A speech. Would I you don't. like to tell them about your process? All I am going to say about this is that I'm incredibly grateful. I have been pouring the majority of myself into this 
project Sex. into this experience for Sex. such a long time and it has drained so much <laughs> energy from me <laughs> not because the process is draining i mean it's hard work but it means so much to me that i have so much I have placed a lot of pressure on myself and I think that it has affected me in my life in many, many ways ever since. But the ball has been moving. Thank you to Lena Waif. Thank you so much to Chloe and Jason and HBO and everybody for being so supportive and so helpful and understanding that, you know, I'm a lunatic and I'm also humble to a fault sometimes. So, yeah, I'm just... You know, it's still really, really early. My nigga, I cannot tell you how many headshots I've gotten in the past two days. Like, <laughs> so bet. when does shooting start? I'm ready to go. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> you, it's so early. I, when that press release came out, I was like excited because it's not a secret anymore or whatever. But at the same time, it's still so early on yeah. that it's like, I don't know that I'm ready for her all of this attention on it yet. Yeah. I'm still like cradling, cradling it in my mammy titties and my bosom. I definitely thought they were going to sit on it for a couple more weeks before it came out and I was just like damn they wasted no time. Like they were literally just waiting to be like yep got everything great put it out there. Like, Sent Variety my whole government. Yeah Variety was <laughs> Variety put it all out there. Middle initial and now all. Now everybody <laughs> And now everybody is celebrating you. So many people who do not see themselves reflected in TV are going to see characters that look like them and their friends and their brothers and their cousins. And it is just such a great thing. I am so, so proud of you. I love you so much. Thanks. All I ask is that if my character makes an appearance, please don't cast a mixed girl (laughs) to play me. That's all I ask. (laughs) I'm just saying. Please don't let them do that. See, this to me. is the problem now. <laughs> Motherfuckers think that this is going to be like a story about my life and everybody I'm in my life. I'm just saying if. And it's not. I'm saying if. Okay. If I show up, cast, <laughs> cast this, somebody with two black parents. I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> That's too much all of I it. ask. What I will say, though, is that this, for me, it is more important about telling a story of emotion and like self discovery than like telling you about kid fury or yes. how like it's not about that at all it's about like feelings and emotion and misunderstanding yourself not giving yourself enough credit or a break and that sort of thing and then how all Great. of that fits under the queer black mm. lens this is going to be beautiful so i cannot wait to see it just keep that in mind prayers up say a good one for me I thanks so much a gift for you you are just is that hennessy white it is what is today and it is infused with marijuana <sighs> i know you have somewhere to be tonight so i don't expect you to drink right now but, you know, what if there's a young you man that you... <laughs> and I had all this planned out. What you mean, nigga? It's a celebration. You have done something amazing, my nigga. This is so ignorant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, there I will take your... it. Okay. You're going to get this episode pulled. <laughs> Yay! All right. So, moving oh, along. Oh, Asante got you this. Oh, my God. It's the spicy Haribos. so you know what what i will say is get you some friends like these 
because You're if welcome, you are my nigga. anything like me and you are not giving yourself credit at all, you need somebody to do it. Oh, please. We're actually not ever going to let you live this down. I just want you to know. This okay. is just the beginning of your embarrassment. Remind me how the Emmys were. I uh, need to know you'll find out yourself, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Why don't okay. you tell me next year how the Emmys are? That's all Why hypothetical. Don't you do that? Let's talk about somebody who's been okay, there. Okay, great. Okay, okay, great. Right. Anyway, though. So, what's your favorite book? Oh, what a terrible question. Oh, man. It's the last book you read. You know what? The last book that I read that had a huge impact on me was Hunger by Roxane Gay. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. Okay, so this week's uh, segment is called Hot Tops, um, Bottoms, and Hunger. Because <laughs> wow. I feel like just that just right in. works. It does. Great. Love wow. it. Wow. <laughs> That'll be an episode. Look at how the universe just brings things together. So speaking of LeBron James, I heard that LeBron had a little a party, a little gathering. Did he now? It was a post SB party, pre. <laughs> I don't know. Oh God. Um. So again, not much about the sports, but I recognize the two these two individuals. One of them goes by the name of Tristan Kardashian. The other one. Is Draymond Green? Mm-hmm. Is it Mond? It don't matter. Draymond? Yeah, that's that's fine as well. Okay. A little bitch green. Ooh, well. <laughs> Maybe you'll like this story. <laughs> um, well, uh, little bitch <laughs> plays for <laughs> the Bay. Um, Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. They win things. It's true. Um, was it last year when they played Cleveland? Ah, uh, yes. So after their win. Are you okay? Niggas are just... So, there was an interview that took place after they won the game and Draymond Mond uh, got a microphone from someone in his celebration here with his shades on um, and was recorded saying, we just ain't cut the same. I told one of them dudes from the Cavs after the game, he tried to shake my hand. I said, Tristan, we ain't cut the same. Clearly talking about Mr. Kardashian. Right. I don't know if they have not seen each other or had not seen one another since. Mm, But story goes that um, actually one Jason McIntyre, he's verified, but I don't know what he does. Okay. He um, posted on July 19th. Before tomorrow's show, I hope somebody breaks the NBA fight I just heard about. Apparently went down at it an L.A. club this week. No spoilers here. So then, yesterday, tweeted, finally, this story is out there. (laughs) And I can say what I heard about Tristan Thompson punching Draymond Green two weeks ago. Draymond went up to apologize for Tristan for what happened after game four of the finals. Uh, He put G4, but I knew that he meant game four. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) TT, which, why didn't I just call him that? (laughs) Do you love me? Do you want me? I know you're right. TT said, nah, man. And Draymond tried again. Come on. I didn't mean it, is what Draymond said after trying to apologize. And then, WAP. W H A P. All capital. So I love. I love, like, full description. I love, you know. Infinite detail. I love onomatopoeia. I also love a good onomatopoeia. It's really just excellent. Uh, Tristan leveled him with a punch. <laughs> Draymond didn't go down. So how did he level him? Right, but he you didn't can't go level down. him if he didn't go down. That don't make no damn no, sense, Jason. Damn it! I was celebrated too early. 
Uh, Draymond Green was not the aggressor. He was trying to make peace. Tristan felt embarrassed by the end of the finals, this moment, and just unloaded. I mean, well, nigga, Can't I feel like yeah. being like a heterosexual, assuming yeah. uh, mm-hmm. man, Negro, who's also an athlete professionally in a huge American sport, and then you lose the finals. And then a nigga disrespects you, like, right. in front of the world on top of that personally. Exactly. He could have just said, I said to one of them dudes, and left it at that. He said Tristan personally. Like, he intentionally yeah, he did. called your name out. And then approached him and tried to make peace, and that wasn't enough. Tristan just had two babies. He's not in the mood. I b- Whoa, two babies. Oh, shit. I forgot about that other mm, one. Yeah. Damn, that fast. Yeah. You know what? I've been saying one day somebody was going to punch Draymond Green in his fucking <laughs> mouth. Cause, yes, because he's always like, talking pe- to people crazy on the court. I knew one day somebody was going to be fed up. I knew he was one of those athletes that you weren't fond of. I just couldn't remember why. Oh, um, the, it's petty basketball reasons, honestly. That's nothing fair enough. to do with him personally. And if he was on my team, I'm, I'm sure I would feel differently about him. It's like that. But still... I feel that way because I do, and I'm not going to change my mind about it, no matter what y'all say to me. I know that I'm being petty for no good reason. Y'all can't shame me with that. So too bad. Oh well. Wish I wish there was video for me to to see this. this Hey, you never know. Wish I could see it. Sometimes you know the footage leaks a little bit afterwards. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they'll fight again on the court. (laughs) Hey, now maybe they will. Like the look look of excitement that just shot out of your face. Like, oh wait. Maybe they will. I don't. If he leveled him with a punch that didn't knock him down, that might be enough. Mm, yeah. Well, again, choice of words. But or maybe the Kardashians will just put a hit out on them. You know they don't. No, I doubt it. They don't take disrespect for their niggas until mm. they're tired of them. Do they not take it though? Because until they're tired of them. Because well, like, what are you really going to do though, Chloe? Chloe not really gonna do nothing. You would look stupid riding for a man that's got you out here looking dumb already, having whole ass babies on you and shit. Do like Regina George things. Plant maybe dildos in his locker, right. or <laughs> make up a rumor that he slept with someone horrible, like like Ann Coulter. No, nobody's gonna get. I mean, Draymond already leaked his own dick pic. (laughs) It's gonna be difficult to shame him. I don't even really want to look it up. I'm always open to look up a dick pic. Yeah, he was trying to Snapchat his dick to somebody and posted it to his story instead. Classic, classic mistake a couple years ago. So, I mean, I'm certain it's still on Google if you really want to see. No, I'm fine. Okay. (laughs) Well, moving along. Recently, uh, British rapper Skepta. Posted a photo on his Instagram of one of these fancy new ultrasound images where they get into your baby's nostrils yeah, and eyelashes that and all 3D kinds of bitch. shit. They show everything. This shit is terrifying. Yeah, you can love see it. what your baby look like in the womb. In <laughs> it's a little too much. That's for kind me. of a lot. I like surprises. Right. You know, it's all right. Just a couple. Um. So yeah, this was like two days ago. They posted this ultrasound with a rose emoji as the caption, and everybody's sending him congratulations. Good portion of them would like to know if Naomi Campbell is pregnant because Skepta and Naomi mm. were like claiming each other, shooting oh, wow. photos together, and showing up at one another's things events. Yeah. Um. Really, now when I think of Skepta or see a photo of him, all I can see is him plugging his 
fingers in his ears when Naomi was talking about politics during the oh GQ interview. Oh my God, right. Like, like a giant child. My goodness, things that matter. Oh, sir. Um, so, yeah, now people are saying that Naomi Campbell is uh, possibly pregnant. He obviously has not said who who baby this is um and no niggas it could be anybody's baby but naomi posted a photo i believe today of herself that said uh something like happy first of the month or first of august loves and it's her in a bikini with a very flat tummy of course so i don't know naomi campbell is also 48 years old there's that so the chances are low but not impossible. Especially if you have Naomi Campbell money. Right. And with money, all things are possible. Yeah. You can get implanted in your... I'm sure her uterus is still doing just fine. She doesn't have to conceive naturally. So that could be a throwback Thursday. It could be she's just not showing yet because she's Naomi and her belly won't do it. Or it could be that baby Adenuga belongs to somebody else and Skepta is just getting ahead of the story before the blogs before the shade room can be the one to leak it like it's it's one of those things right I kind of hope that is a baby with Naomi just because I don't want to think about him disrespecting Naomi and stepping out on her and having a baby on her like that well I mean there's a good chance that they're not even together anymore maybe they broke up and didn't tell us yeah it's not our business it definitely is not I haven't heard much about um, Naomi and Skepta I think since that same interview where he was acting right. like because I felt like she no. looked at him like how dare you <laughs> embarrass me this way because Naomi is never quiet about her stance on politics and things like that so I don't even know right this young man but then you just like meet a, a nigga with tattoos and then he got good dick and he's and just you fine just forget right. that he's just fine and young and so you're just like fuck it <laughs> who cares and then you get reminded that he's younger than you <laughs> And maybe not as all soon the as he opens his mouth you're like oh, oh yeah. this is why you're a nigga I said I wasn't gonna do this meanwhile Serena Williams husband out here flying her to Italian <laughs> flying her to Italy cause she just wants spaghetti right <laughs> he said oh she wanted Italian for dinner so I would really like like a um, mm. are you fucking kidding me what I just really want cannoli like oh no problem the jet's hot you know, <laughs> like sometimes what sometimes I just think about Olympia Ohani- Ohanian how do you, is that how you say the name? I think so. I think about Olympia's life and how much more blessed it is than mine right now. <laughs> and has been for every moment. Just going to royal weddings. Of her days. I'm obsessed with out. Serena's social media presence now because she stands for her baby and shows no signs of slowing down or stopping. Every day is like a picture of this child sitting, drooling, and she's just like, love of my life. Hanger of all the stars in the universe. Yeah, and you can't blame her for being excited, but it's just so sweet to see. Speaking of which, I I halfway want to talk about the Brandy Ray J Princess Sonia arc of Love and Hip Hop. Have you been watching Love and Hip Hop? I watched the last episode because wow. I saw clips of drama and I wanted to see it. <laughs> so I did watch the full so thing. How did you feel about it? I have to know this. So Ray J ain't shit. And it's Ray true. J it's true. <laughs> has family members that are allowing him to not be shit in this situation and sticking mm-hmm. up for him and yes. allowing him to think that he has, you know, a foot to stand on in this bullshit. Princess is having or was pregnant with her first child, your first child. Miraculously. Her... <laughs> Ray J's first child. And 
I mean, her body is changing so drastically inside and out. There is a person inside of her just doing all kinds of gymnastics. She has never experienced this. And I don't care about Princess. I really don't care about anybody on this show. I'm really thinking. So... I'm not like standing, but I'm just thinking like as a person, how, who the fuck wants to be going through all of that? Your hormones are driving you fucking nuts. And then you, you and your nigga argue and this nigga just decides he's going to go to Vegas for, for six days. Right. And then on top of that has bitches in his hotel room sending you DMs that they're with your husband slash baby father. What? Like, I don't know. And they're f- taking pictures of him in the hotel room. So they're not like lying about this. Right. Like, looking out for you. Like, hey, girl, this is what your man is out here doing. And I fully believe that he probably has some homeboys who brought some girls up to the hotel room with him because they told their homegirl, hey, I'm friends with Ray J, and the bitch wants to meet Ray J, and he feels like that'll get him closer to wow. pussy. And knowing niggas, especially niggas with money and access or fame, mm-hmm. you allow your regular, regular ass <laughs> friends to get you caught up every <laughs> fucking time because hyper-masculinity takes you that you can't say no to these niggas because then you ain't a real nigga no sir you have not seen your pregnant wife in six days you out of town y'all ain't on good terms right now Mm. no p joe no man man (laughs) no kj you cannot allow for your uh your new friend from the fucking club to come to my hotel room no i don't want to meet none of your new hoes i can't because i don't trust any of these bitches it's so easy to get on an internet blog you know what i'm saying on an instagram blog and then she gonna be even angrier with me now he should have came back home apologized to his fucking wife and then gone over to his very angry sister and mama (laughs) and smoothed things over with them explained to them why she was mad i mean they should have understood first of all because they know that ray j is a mess secondly both of them have been pregnant before for the first time second time whatever however many times you know what i'm saying and both of them have dealt with niggas so you should understand where the fuck princess was coming from you shouldn't be ready to jump on her oh well but he didn't actually cheat on her and da 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 and you can't say the da 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 whatever he put himself in a position to look as if something stank was going on mm-hmm. when they were already not on good terms and she is at home with her huge belly and probably swollen feet right. and just craving all kinds of food she ain't never ate in her motherfucking <laughs> life not to mention all of this ends with her vagina being split in half for a new life to come into the world Ooh. that she has to change when it shits like it's just too much it's too fucking much and then you got your sister and your mama attacking her at her fucking general uh, gender reveal, which I already think that those are ridiculous. But fine, do it. You know, have your fun. It's yeah, for you. We're not gonna be able Celebrate, to whatever. You know what I'm saying? Coming for her and arguing with her and talking about she should make a public apology. A public apology. Oh a public apology. <laughs> to Ray J. To Ray J. And the nigga, instead of going to him and being like... No, I'm like, we just gonna, you know, smooth things out and say our sorries to one another and just move on. You really thought, like, you were looking at her to, like, make this apology for all of these things. He went up to Princess and was like, you need to apologize in public. That's like, that's what my mama and sister want to see. 
when I tell give you a hot nut fuck with your mama and sister want to see me, I nigga. clapped my hands after that scene for Princess. <laughs> I did because I would hands it the exact same way. I don't give a fuck about your mama being mad at me. I don't give a fuck about your sister being nope. mad at me. I'm not married to Anne one of them, and I'm not pregnant with Anne one of their babies. Right. So they can be mad all the fuck they want to. This is your fault. Everybody should be pissed off at you. I don't give a fuck if I asked you to run down to Piggly Wiggly or motherfucking In and Out or wherever and go and get me some animal fries or animal style, whatever the fuck that shit's called, <laughs> and bring it back to me at three o'clock in the there morning. There you go. Yes. I'm pregnant. I'm so hungry. Just do it. Just do it. This is what the fuck happens. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if I was being petty and you mad. You don't go to Vegas for six motherfucking days and then your sister's talking about, no, I ain't a punk. Don't. Me neither, sis. So what's popping? Right. So what's up, Brandy? Sonya and Brandy <laughs> are the type who act like you are more wrong for reacting to a nigga's fuck shit than he is for doing the fuck shit. Just because he's their relative. Right. No, go to him and be like, you should have been at home with your man. Like, you I'm arrived for been you. At home with that girl. She is in her last trimester. So what are you judging? off to Vegas for my mama would have been like now here are all of the reasons that you ain't shit and this is what you don't yes. do but then at the same time when they would have seen the princess the next time it would have been like a slick comment about that Instagram shit like oh now you know you do a lot on that that social media I don't like sure it do love I'm Instagram, not a fan don't of don't it you? I sure do. That's right. And I and see, and I will be the type to talk to people crazy right back because she wasn't raised like that. And you were work. <laughs> I was like, work. We're not standing. I don't give a fuck. Everybody can get flames. I was surprised that princesses like lack of fucks in in throughout these couple of episodes. I was proud that of come her. Out. I was like, okay, so you was really like fed up with Ray J, not to the point of leaving him. That never seems to happen, but. You were just like really over his bullshit and really not about to let Sonya and Brandy run you over. Brandy's so talking about, you. oh, you got to set an example for that baby and you put in all of uh, the family's business what out there. What about the example Ray J is setting for the baby? Let's talk about all of the times that you have reacted to people on Instagram. Oh, Many no, times to people who don't react back. Like So <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Let's not talk about behavior on Instagram. Everybody <laughs> in this family has played the Instagram game at one point or the next when they matter yeah, in their feelings right. or whatever. It. Like, what? That just... I don't know. I watched that because I saw a clip of it and I remember watching the trailer. So I didn't expect for that scene to be so early in the season. I was like, let me go on over to Mr. World Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> of course you didn't find it on demand. Or I don't like that. feel like I just got Verizon. I don't know how all this shit works yet. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so I just that was highly that. entertaining. Um, Erica Alexander is teasing us with the thought of a living single reboot when she posted a video in front of her MacBook and said, does anybody know how to reboot this? And hashtag living single reboot Maxine Shaw effect. Anyone need a reboot is the caption. Hmm. Okay, so first let me just say um, I'm bringing this up for three reasons. A, I stand for living single. B, I stand for Erica Alexander mm-hmm. and Maxine Shaw. And C, both of them. Um, the other day I left a shady comment about Roseanne under one of Char- Charlemagne's uh, Instagram posts and Erica, Erica liked the comment. Oh, wow. So, so she stands for you in return. I feel seen. Um, bucket list. I just... <laughs> it was that clip of, of Roseanne where she was like, I don't know if she was having a stroke. She was just like high and smoking a cigarette and weird. Oh, she was she yelling. Thought, I Valerie thought Jarrett the bitch white. was what? Yeah. Like just completely all <laughs> fucked up. And I said that she looked like a wet Whole Foods bag because she did. And Maxine liked it. You. 
You are so exhausted. I just love her so much. She has an age today. Anyways, also, I would watch this. Even the living single was in a 90s kind of world. Right. And we've talked about mm, the difference in like tone and culture and a lot of that stuff in the 90s versus now. I think that living single is different than like a Martin where like a lot of what made Martin really, really funny was about like the things that were happening in the 90s or 90s like black culture this nigga like held all of his friends up over a walkman that cost like 150 dollars right. 200 some ridiculous amount of money for a fucking cd player <laughs> at the time you know what i'm saying yeah. and just a lot of the 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 jokes and a lot of that comedy really wouldn't fly today it's not that they i just it wouldn't be the same whereas i feel like a lot of what made Living Single funny were the individual, like, traits of the characters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know... Right, it, really... it wasn't about the jokes, it was about the interactions between the women. Right, it and the way that their... they were. Right. Maxine being this lawyer and how all of that happened, her always being hungry, her, like, walking <laughs> over, you know, always not letting niggas starving. walk over her and playing them, and then, you know, her whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Regine being like the bougie girl from the hood who is like super yeah bougetto would be a better way to phrase it with her beauty supply hair with her beauty supply hair but you can't tell her she is not the flyest um Sinclair being Rose yeah right she's just a black rose (laughs) basically just a black rose (laughs) And Khadijah being like this boss, this 90s girl who's about her business and trying to like Mm -hmm. keep everybody sane and keep everybody together and also run her shit. Like all of that could still be relevant today and in a funny way. Like I, I, I don't think that a living single reboot with all of the characters and where they're existing in their lives today would be bad Mm because they could still be themselves and it would still be funny to me without being like, oh, yeah, that kind of stuff. We it's a different time now. We can't laugh at that. Like, you know, what I'm saying like they don't have like people in white face uh, like every episode or blackface or you know a nigga dressed up as a hood girl or a gay character that's not played by a gay a gay person that's acting all flamboyant with like grease all over his lips like stuff that I will still watch in syndication and laugh because I know that at the time it was was different and it was hilarious but now it's kind of like the way that people think the way that the landscape of the entertainment industry looks it's just different and stuff's not gonna fly I think Living Single is different. Well, I won't say that I wouldn't watch it because I definitely would. It's just not one of the shows that I immediately am like reboot necessarily. I just think that you could make a modern day version of it. I think you could do, you know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Late 20 somethings. Well, a reboot is the same characters coming back, which I also, you know, I love those original actors and uh-huh. characters. But I'm thinking you uh, a a modern version of this show would be just as good for the reasons you said because it wasn't necessarily about the jokes like martin was so much carried by martin the stand-up comedian yes and his influence over it whereas this was about the relationship between the women and their distinct personalities oh well then i don't want to watch that (laughs) so i'm thinking you know you could probably just make a modern day a modern day version of living single at least one of those girls would be bisexual probably khadijah or max see i don't want to see that See, you sound you sound like somebody's Annie. I don't. 
I guess I changed my mind. I don't want to see that. I want to see the original four women playing the characters that they played before in this time in their life. And that's probably what this will be if they really do reboot it. It'll probably just be them, except it's 2018 now. And they got priced out of the brownstone because gentrification <laughs> came to Brooklyn and... <laughs> And they are, you know, I don't know where now, somewhere deeper in Brooklyn or somewhere else. I don't know. But, you know, still seeing those same people's stories. I don't I I would not be opposed to that. I just don't know. I need to see how it's going to look on TV. I just don't think there's anybody who's going to be able to pull off those what we love about those characters Besides the people who play them, like nobody is, nobody can play. Oh no, Maxine we have Shaw. to have the original four back. Let it's not even a question. We have it's, to. Have, it's impossible. We have to, and honestly, I also want Overton and Kyle back. I mean, well. I would like. <laughs> I would really appreciate that. So, and I think they all still like look pretty good and are around, and so if it works out, I'm certainly going to watch. I can't even front like I won't. Um, so Nicki Minaj is discussing pushing her album back again. Now this. <laughs> so she tweeted uh, the following. She said, so there's a record on Queen that features one of the greatest rappers of all time and no clue it sampled the legend Tracy Chapman. Do I keep my date and lose the record or do I lose the record and keep my date? <laughs> do we push Queen back one week? Uh, I'm torn. Y'all help. Tracy Chapman, can you please hit me? Now, I don't know if Tracy Chapman has a Twitter. I'm guessing she doesn't because she didn't she, add her. Right now, I think she used the hashtag. Um, <laughs> she said, oh my God, for the love of Queen, love you so much. And then she said, since I may have asked it wrong, vote. You guys can only imagine how much this means to me. It's such a perfect body of work. Love you long time. And she had people vote whether to keep the date and lose the record or keep the record and push the date back. Um, and at the time of this, which was yesterday, the 31st, it was... Very close. 52% said keep the record and push the date back. Um, Mm -hmm. 48 said opposite, obviously. And of course, the Barb's being Barb's. uh, One of them found uh, an Instagram, Tracy Chapman online, and sent a a DM. And it says, oh, Jesus. It says, hey, sis. Yeah, so look, Nikki's... (laughs) 10th grade. I love this. <laughs> so look, Nikki's life is in your hands. What? Her life. <laughs> 100% of her living. She needs you to hit her up so she can clear a record she sampled you in so that it can officially go on the album. Because if she don't, and she pushes this album back, you will be held accountable for me slapping the good dog shit out of her. And I would hate to kill my bitch before this amazing world tour she has planned. So can you... I mean, what? What the fuck? So can you please hit the queen up for queen? Thanks, love. I went and copped the chopsticks emoji. And then, hey girl, it's me again. So perhaps <laughs> this is actually really These funny. Kids are a mess. So perhaps Nikki releases the song. How much would you exactly sue her for? <laughs> would a million be good? She can even do two million. Just let us know, and we'll make sure she gives you the money after August tenth. Love. 
I went and got the chopsticks again. I don't know if that's just like supposed to be her DM signature or what. Um, of I course, know you could do Instagram DM signature. I mean, like a manual one. Oh, you just like type I think it's just, just like okay. that's me that's ending my message. <laughs> Hashtag get the strap. Right, that's her. Get the strap. Got it. Cop the chopsticks. Got you. Um, and of course, Nikki uh, reposted this, and they're all having a kiki. Girl, with it. okay, let's not do this online. Surely somebody in your massive team can get in touch with somebody who represents Tracy Chapman. I'm sure they've already got, got right, this. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. this, doesn't, this doesn't even sound like a valid excuse because Nicki Minaj has such a well-oiled machine behind her. It seems impossible that any samples that need to be cleared wouldn't have like been cleared by now. I, I don't mean, get that. I know or that they're... Or couldn't be cleared by the time the album comes out. Why wouldn't it... Well, the album's supposed to come out in 10 days. And I, I have heard... that would take that long. I've heard of, of, of artists having records submitted like two days before the album's supposed to drop sometimes. So, I mean, I don't really know the music business or submitting an album like that, obviously. So, it doesn't really shock me that she's still getting some work done or whatever. But especially, like, this part of the work, clearing samples, I don't mm-hmm. know how, you know, they didn't realize that there was a Tracy Chapman sa- sample in there right. until now. Like, who who produced this song? Who, how did this happen? Right. Why didn't that they say that? Because doesn't make sense. But... I'm sure that once they realized it, that they she has to have people in place that can, like you said, get in touch with the right people so they can just get it cleared in time. Right, like, but Tracy Chapman don't be on the internet. So yeah, right. This just seems hashtagging her name and reposting some crazy person's DMs to is that even Tracy Chapman's Instagram or is it just a fan account? Do we even know? Like, I don't even think we know whether that's actually her account, but. It just seems fruitless to do those things. None of us has any access to Tracy Chapman. So <laughs> I think this is a way. You know, she's very like um she's very interactive with the barbs when she wants she to get someone's attention. Validation? Both of those things. Okay. Tracy Chapman online has twenty six point eight followers. This year we celebrate the thirtieth anniversary of Tracy Chapman's debut album. Request your free copy of the ebook. There's nothing really here I feel like that can that would make you inform me of whether or not this is right Right. her account or a fan account or even a A manager or something that's doing it so yeah i don't know but yeah she knows how to use her fans for whatever you know what i'm saying sounds like a setup for this is why the album won't be coming out on time if you ask me it sounds like a very convenient excuse for why this album would be pushed back and then if it's pushed back for more than a week, we're going to have to come up with some other excuse. But <laughs> I don't know that it's ready, but I do hope she's right about it being this perfect body of work that she can't wait to share with the world. I mean, but every artist says that about every upcoming album. Every single one. They always say, oh my God, this is the greatest body of work I've ever done. This is so emotional for me. I've put my whole soul. It's just so soul-bearing. I'm giving you all of my truth. But girl, you gave me all your truth on the last album, I thought. How much truth <laughs> you got left? Like It's brand new truths. Every artist that says I've that. developed in the last two years. Anytime see. a musician says, this is the greatest body of work, this is my best body of work, I always take that with a grain of salt. It don't matter who it is, because everybody says that. So, right. I mean, I hope that it, it is, and I am really interested I'm, in who I'll this greatest rapper is. mostly good. Yeah, I'll I would just, just like for, for to enjoy most of it. But if it's going to be a whole bunch of that Takashi 6 9 child on it, then... I cannot believe they're taking him on tour. <laughs> I can. I mean, sure, I right. Because of numbers. 
but but I mean it's like, just really bad. Of all of the people that can open a concert, that can get numbers as well. Some like he's not the only popular your, person. Yeah, I don't get the choice specifically. He's not white. He's Latino. Okay, well, Latinos can definitely be white. I'm so. just telling you what I saw on the internet <laughs> last the time he calls him white. No, not the bar. I don't know. I just saw comments in my mentions from both to both of us. Um, Takashi is not white. He's Latino. Okay, well, Christina Aguilera is also Latino and still very white. She is a white woman. It happens all the time. Have y'all heard like, of Spain? It's let's right not over even... there. It's nestled in Europe, and there's so many spanish-speaking so white latinos i just i don't i can't explain i'm it just anymore. saying this like, is why white latinos was deaf like looking amara la negra like directly in her face and being like you don't even hang out with black people like you don't know anything about blackness like you're not even black like yes. what what was that girl's name jessica Je- ho ass vanessa Va- vanessa. Va- vanessa something i don't know the fuck jenilise i don't know what the fuck don't her dumb me. ass name this veronica veronica, veronica vega. vega there we go i don't even care mm. i uh okay. gross yeah. what a wound <laughs> we're not gonna act like all latinos black latinos mestizo latinos white latinos are all treated the exact same either we won't be doing that but, um you know god bless everyone involved so Tamar's sister Tawanda recently posted um, a video on her Instagram of her and her sister on a Delta flight where they said they were ridiculed and harassed for flying while black. In the video, they're seated. A polite, a pilot, a polite, a pilot comes up to them and is basically just recorded saying like, actually, I'm sure I can play it how this works. My flight attendants work for me. They give orders that come from me. Okay? Yes. And so, if you get an instruction from a flight attendant, I need to know that you are willing and able to do what you're told to do. Are you willing and able to do what you're told to do by a flight attendant? Don't ask me any questions. Answer yes or no. That's the way I yes. Okay, thank but you. I, I and he walks off. So then what are they being charged up for? So are they he, in the exit row? Uh, <laughs> I don't think that they're in there. I don't think they're in there. <laughs> I don't know why that took me to. <laughs> okay. I thought maybe they didn't give an audible yes. You know, oh you my have to gosh. give an audible yes. yes I know. I don't think they are, though. <laughs> Woo! I don't know why that tickled me. Okay. So, Delta says. <laughs> they released a statement after Tawanda posted this. Because, of course, they can't, you know, Delta is one of the big girls. Yeah, they, can't they can't just let deal with go. no racism claims. No, so they, they said, okay. Don't play with me. I give Delta too many coins. I am one flight away from platinum status. Like, do not play with please me. Please do don't. Do it. Please. I don't have the time. I don't. They released a statement that said, it's crucial for the safety of every flight for customers to be willing and able to follow crew instructions. Uh, When these customers exhibited some unusual behavior and refused to acknowledge our flight attendant's instructions, the captain addressed them directly to ensure the safety and security of the entire flight. Apparently, they requested to to deplane. I stopped it before you could hear uh, Tawanda speaking to Tamar, and it's like she Tawanda keeps saying, "We need to get off this plane. Like, Mm. we need to just leave. We need we should just go. We weren't doing anything but sitting here under our blankets sleeping. Like, we need to leave." And so, like, eventually, you hear Tamar say, "Like, okay," and then I think the video cuts off. So they requested to to deplane. They are allowed to do that. 
But this report also says that they refused to take their belongings with them off of the plane, which is a federal violation and sparks safety concerns, clearly. Right. So that part confuses me because because if you requested a plane why wouldn't you want to take your why wouldn't you, you want to take right. your bags with you why would you want your bags to go wherever you not going see if I didn't watch the video and I had just read this report I would assume that maybe they were like drunk or mm. some you know like maybe on some medication or high or whatever and that's why they weren't responding or whatever but they sounded perfectly fine in the video to me you right. know what I'm saying it didn't sound like they was all over the place and losing it so I don't understand why they would want to leave the plane without their stuff that doesn't right. even make any sense um i just want i don't understand why they would need to respond to the flight attendant anyway if they're not in the exit row for real because i never have to talk to a flight attendant that's right if i'm not in the exit right row. i never have you don't have to watch that video nothing or watch their little if i'm not in the exit row i sit down and put my headphones on and, and yes, i go to bed and go to bed <laughs> <laughs> like nobody says anything to me or i wait for them to ask me what drink do i want right i wait for that little hot ass washcloth <laughs> and then I go to the bed. Hot wash I do. I nice. like it. Mm. <laughs> nice. But this, I'm curious. What is the unusual behavior? Right. I don't get it either. I don't understand what warranted the pilot coming from the cockpit to tell them. Yeah, I've never seen that again. anything so like that. So that just doesn't make sense. Well, Tamar posted on her um, Insta story a little caption here that says, "If you know any about me, oh lord, you know I have proof of anything. Hold, please. I'm in a meeting." With the flex emoji. So maybe she's got receipts of what actually happened or she's going to tell the story about what happened or whatever. Because while I've never really experienced what I felt like was racism towards me on a Delta flight, I don't put nothing past nobody. Okay? Right. So <laughs> nobody. Especially if you're black and probably in first class. Right. So... I don't know. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It did seem like that pilot was not here for the shit. Mm -hmm. He said, don't ask me any questions. Just answer yes or no. She said yes. And he immediately turned his back and walked off. Like, he was upset. So I don't know what happened or what that unusual behavior is. But they said... Here it says the carrier is still investigating the allegations of discrimination and reviewing reports. So Delta, as a company, is still, I guess, looking into it because they're not with the shits. Somebody better shape up. Something but about this story don't make no damn it sense. It doesn't make any sense. No. Because if they're not, again, if they're not in the extra row, I don't understand what they were being pressed about or what they had to comply with or whatever. I, she said we were just under our blanket sleeping. And I was like, that sounds like me on a Delta flight. Right. So like, and they don't wake you up to see if at you all. Won't some chips or whatever they leave you alone they do so i don't get this hmm can't wait to find out more details as far as that is concerned rapper rich the kid recently frightened uh his followers and fans and I have to google um plug walk new freezer those are the only rich the kid songs i know sorry people oh rich, i rich see fans. him now um oh my god <laughs> so he <laughs> He recently posted, um, I think he was on his Insta live crying, and he posted a caption on his page that said, R.I.P. Rich the Kid, 1992. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? People are young, man. I'm not like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's 26 years old. <sighs> 1992 to 2018, and the caption that says, thank you all my fans and family for everything. So people were either under the impression that he was dead or was planning to hurt himself since he was just on the internet emotional. Right. That's frightening. And then later he posted a caption that said, 
I'm not dead. I was high as shit. I apologize to all my fans. I love y'all for real. Oh. I like to be high. Love right? life for life. Right. Got it. I I like weed. I like to be high on Same. just weed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> nothing else. You know, no judgment. You know them things. I I've tried other things before. None of for that's me. for me. Weed is just All I enough. Need. Yep. Um, I don't want to be this high. Like I feel like you know, you know, like when you, <laughs> you know when you're like all for the party and you just drink, bitch, and you just go in and you Been are there. lit. You're having the f- most fun time, and then the very next day you're like, I will never drink again. Yes, and I've told that a lot before <laughs> like, too. Or you say to yourself, Nope, can't be this drunk. You just have a conversation with yourself mm-hmm. where you about boundaries. Yes, you know. I don't want to be this high, my nigga. Like, if I'm high, high no. to, like, deadly places, I don't want that strain ever again. High enough life. to put people through that. Like, this young man, I just looked at his Instagram. He has 4.2 million Instagram followers. Mm. So, this is not, you know, this is not three people that he trolled on the internet with this. Like, you must have had thousands of people worried about your safety, calling your family and friends to see if somebody could get in touch with you or make sure you were okay like it must have just been so many people that he stressed out playing around high now see you notice he didn't say what he was high on right and you know what rich that show is i'm just gonna say weed i don't think weed does this it's never done that to me never done it to me or anybody i know and i have tried it a lot I am from a, all over. I'm a connoisseur. Very much. <laughs> like, I ingested a lot of different ways. So, and it just has not ever brought me to that place. It has brought me out of that place. <laughs> oh, it's done that. Weed has significantly improved my mood mm. many times. Yeah. <laughs> it does do that. It does not take me to this place. So, he may want to consider giving up whatever he was on cuz that just can't be healthy. Yeah, nobody wants to see you're not, that. Yeah, you're you're not in a good place when you're on that, bro. Don't know much about you, but keep your head yeah. up. Stay away from all of that. Don't Last but not least, better. Drake posted a photo of two dogs hugged up. I'm assuming they are his. They are very very cute big dogs. I want a big dog. I'm just worried about Link. I was about to say, what is Link going to do? Probably beat its ass, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I'm not even, like, worried about the other dog. I'm worried about... Link is going to ride the other dog. She will run up. Like, she's not... She's not afraid of anything. Like, she's not, like, an aggressive dog where she fights other dogs. But, like, if another dog is with the shit, Link is like, it's whatever. Like, <laughs> if, if you... would you like to fight... Want it? It's on. We can do this. <laughs> so... What is it? Um, They're going to be constantly scrapping in your apartment. And I don't have time. If I get another <laughs> dog, I have shit. to just get another small one. I would probably just If you adopt. get a dog, you're going to have to move to Jersey and get a house for the backyard. Hello? Where they can just go out there and, and The run. new one will. <laughs> Link will be very much out. I don't do uh, the atmosphere. <laughs> you know how I feel about central I'm air kidding. conditioning. <laughs> Link would... Oh, my goodness. That's all I need is the little backyard. Oh, my God. That bitch will probably sleep out there on purpose. She would actually be like, you know what? I'm actually not coming into your house anymore. Right. You would only see her when you went outside. Yeah. (laughs) She loves being outside. She would just run around and tire herself the fuck out. Yeah. That's what she does now in my house. Right. So, you know, maybe you should consider it. Anyway, back to Drake's dogs. They're all hugged up and looking like a super, super cute Christmas card. And the caption says, me when I find a shorty that didn't slash anyone famous yet. Oh, God. That is very rich coming from Drake. Really, nigga? Hey, low. 
got a lot of nerve out here acting like you somebody's virgin or you ain't chasing all the high profile black women in music and entertainment. Don't do we. When you somewhat that what? is rich, my nigga. Drake is so like <laughs> he's so regular. You know what I'm saying? Like he's so like he's like he really with all the money and fame, and he's fine now with the muscles and selfies. He's still like, a regular nigga. Just be like taking pictures of his sandals and his socks, <laughs> and like getting froyo. I like it. I don't like this comment. No, I, the, this <laughs> but, Instagram post has me so confused. Because, like, what makes you think you deserve that girl? What makes you think you deserve that girl? Or maybe you aren't finding too many women who haven't slashed someone famous because there are some women that haven't, that don't want to. Perhaps. Maybe there are some women that don't want to sleep with a famous person because they don't want all of the drama of you fucking hoes from every square inch of the world and wondering what that means or if they're going to be a new song or if your friend's going to disrespect them or if the shade room is going to disrespect right. them or all of the other things. Like, no, no, I'm sure like many women would just fuck Drake to say they fuck Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right, get whatever right, right. comes with that besides dick. But like Can't really say I blame them for that. And allegedly he doesn't even use condoms. So <laughs> it's a miracle that this Sophie girl is the first one he got pregnant. But I just don't I'm just not ever here for men making statements like that, but especially men who have a reputation for smashing girls, strippers and you know, beautiful Instagram models and really, you know, clearly just anybody. Like, I don't get how you can then turn around and be like, oh, well, when I meet one who ain't been through the crew or whatever, like, I, am I wrong or do you not only surround yourself with women that you're sleeping with? Like, I don't. Yeah, when are you in a position to, like, n- not be around girls? It just See, doesn't make sense. Because I, I feel like. I obviously don't know Drake never met him and I feel like Drake has similar situation to like a Ray J where you got niggas that are bringing girls around you all of those times and many of the, mm-hmm. the many times those girls probably have another homeboy or homegirl that's friends with another celebrity that they trying to get close right, to or whatever so it's so. just like that world in itself is different than like the everyday average person who goes to the club or hangs out with their friends on the right. weekend and or stuff like that people on like, Tinder or whatever you're not in that life that's not your life like those are the guys and girls that have like every club promoter number in their phone and like oh yeah you know we at good bottles like (laughs) like that's 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 different you know maybe you just want to hang out with regular ass people either because you don't want to do that like niggas like drake never want to hang out with girls who are like gonna be super excited to talk to him and want to take a bunch of selfies and act like you know big ass fans or groupies they want the girls who who does that one they want the girls who are going to act like they have been somewhere before. They do this type of shit all the time. It ain't no big deal. They are a bad bitch every day without thinking about it. Like, I don't understand Drake's so that's what nice for what motivation behind See, he did, he did nice for what to trick the rest of us. He made a great song. <laughs> he put together a great video. And he did that to deceive me. <laughs> I really believe it. Okay. He did that to get me on his side. And then knowing all this other fuck shit was, was going to come out. And I was going to be forced to try to ignore it because of how much I love nice for what. You just can't take nice for what away from me. Well, that's about it for me and um, the hunger bottom, the hung, uh, bottoms and hunger. Okay, the bottoms. <laughs> By of Roxanne hunger. Gay.
It is actually it an, it's an incredible book, very short but very difficult to read because it is very painful, but amazing, amazing book. So yeah. I mean living black is pain. <sighs> Woof. And on that note, let us take a break. Okay, we're back. It's time for our letters. It is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. Um, we had a lot of people respond with therapy recommendations. The most um the most frequently sent in was a queer and trans therapist of color network. That is at nqttcn.com. That's for National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network and Therapy for Black Girls over at therapyforblackgirls.com. I know a lot of black women who found their therapists through that website. So just a couple of resources for you guys if you are looking for a therapist in your area or somebody who can identify with you in particular. Hopefully that helps out. Our first question this week comes from Don, who says, my question is for Kid Fury. I remember listening to an episode from a while back in which you mentioned that you watched The Flash. I think maybe it was in its second Oof. season at this point. I really enjoyed the first and was rooting for Iris West. I was excited to see her journey as a young journalist and her fierceness when it came to pursuing news about events in Central City and, of course, The Flash. This happened for a while in the first season, but after the first few episodes, it's almost like they put her story on the back burner and mostly just wrote her character sloppily. The writing in season one wasn't the best, but it got progressively worse as the show moved along. There wasn't a lot of character development. I still watch it because I want to support Candace because I think she does her best with the material she's yeah, given she to work good. with. And also because she's a black leading lady and we don't see many of those around here. My question is, do you still watch The Flash? If so, what are your thoughts on it? I have never heard of this, so... Well, it's the Flash based on the Flash um, hero. Cartoon character? Sure. Comic book, I mean? Animation. Drawn, okay. sure. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's it's on the CW. I think they're going into season five. I haven't watched it in a while. I think season two is the last season I watched. Not because I wasn't enjoying it, but just because I was just caught up with trying to catch up on a whole bunch of other shows as I still am and mm, fell off real. of it and never went back. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. I think that Grant Gustin, I think that's his name who plays the flash is such a good actor. And, um, yeah, they're all really talented. It was like a cute teen adaptation of the Flash's story and stuff. But yeah, now that you mentioned it, I, I forgot that, uh, Iris was even <laughs> a reporter or whatever in that story at first because Damn, after a while it just seemed like it. she's like oh I love I love Barry but I don't and it's so hard and oh but he's like my brother I don't know whatever you know like <laughs> but that's what like high school students they want to see you know angst and unrequited love and all of that shit and whatever the fuck so I don't know I was more there for the action scenes and the you know, familial ties of the main character and his mom being dead and his dad being locked up and then him having his black adoptive daddy. So yeah, I haven't watched The Flash in a long okay. time, obviously, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Because I was not only excited, you know, that I liked the show and enjoyed the show, but that Iris is this black woman who can act and who's really, you know, beautiful and talented and yeah, a leading character. But you know, some shows get into their fourth, fifth season and things kind of yeah. aren't the same. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to adjust and decide whether or not you like it. But I've heard that Barry is still dumb. 
<laughs> or making dumb decisions. And a lot has happened. And hopefully I can catch up at some point. Okay, cool. Our next question comes from Lisa, who says, I am a 28-year-old woman living in Pennsylvania. I don't have many people I can talk to for advice, and I would really like your opinion. Mm. A few days ago, I mean, this is this one is rough. Oh, boy. A few days ago, I was having sex with my boyfriend at his house. While we were engaged in activity, I noticed that his phone was pointed in our direction. Mm. I asked him about the phone and if he was recording us, and he said, maybe, then finally admitted that he was. What? He showed me his phone, and he had at least an hour worth of videos of us that day. I felt, but with, shout out to y'all. Y'all must have been going all day long. I felt betrayed. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's not appropriate. I'm sorry. That's fine. I felt betrayed, repulsed, and disrespected. This is the only person I've had sex with, and I never thought he would videotape us without my consent. While I was looking at the videos, I also Fuck. saw other videos of him planning the best space in the room where he would place his phone to record us before I arrived. It bothered me to know how much he pre-planned this. I asked him why he didn't just ask me first, and he said because he wasn't sure of my response. He says he needs the videos for his own pleasure later since we don't have sex much. Also because he works really hard in life and needs something to take his mind off his job. He told me that I should look at it as a positive because it is better for him to look at videos of us rather than random girls on the internet. After I saw the videos, I told him we could come to a compromise if I can edit out the parts with my face and iMovie on his phone. He fussed about it, but complied. Oh! I saw this as an opportunity to delete most of the videos and only kept a few that I decided to edit my face out of. He didn't realize I deleted them until after I left his house. Once I left, he called to ask me about the videos and I told him that they should be on his phone. I lied and told him that I didn't delete the videos because I didn't feel like dealing with his temper. While we talked, I had to listen to him whine, almost cry and complain about why he didn't want me editing the videos because I might accidentally delete them. This entire time, he wasn't concerned with my feelings and hardly mentioned the fact that he was wrong. He was more concerned about his lost footage than him losing my trust. I've tried to break up with him many times in the past, but he has a bad temper. I'm tired of the shenanigans I have to deal with in a subpar relationship. We don't have sex much because I'm not physically or emotionally attracted to him. I'm only with him because I thought I could trust him and because we've been together for a while and because I like sex. Real. I mean, yeah. How can I break up with him? Should I just ghost him? Thanks, Lisa. Mm. I'm glad you know that you need to break up with him and this is not a should I. Right. Because a nigga who tapes you without your consent and then that's bad enough by itself. That is that is so bad. That is by that itself. is a deal breaker all by itself. Talking but, about I didn't ask because I didn't know what you would say. Uh, nigga, that's not how that works. That's not how it's that works. It's just not how it fucking works. You can't be deceitful. You cannot lie and do all of this stuff because of how you think somebody is going to react. If you would have asked me if we can tape ourselves having sex and I said no, we're just not gonna do it. Right. Period. I like you ha- you have the right. You deserve that right, niggas. And then on top of all of that bullshit, you still were like, instead of rather like being like, you're going to delete all of this shit right the fuck now, all of it, and then please never speak to me again. You like compromise with this nigga and say, well, let me just at least take my face out of it. And he is fussing with you about that after doing it without your consent. The fact I'm that you were nice enough. Pissed. You were nice enough to compromise when you should have just said, 
nigga, fuck you and everything you stand for. In life. Deleted the videos, then gone in the deleted folder and deleted them for real. And then deleted that nigga out your phone and out your life. That You would have been well within your rights to handle it that way. And honestly, I would have found the first male figure in my life that could come and beat this nigga's ass. Now, yes. that's not legal. And it's probably no, not good advice as well. Illegal. I'm just saying what no. I would have done had it not been myself, all, me. Yes. Okay? Relatable and understandable advice. And I would list. still keep a very good a circle around me and people close to me when I break up with this nigga I don't give a and then you have a temper on top of that what is that supposed to mean like right. what the fuck what, what? she's nigga. probably a little afraid of him that's honestly. what I'm thinking like like what gives you I'm just oh niggas are so frustrating what gives you the right to have a temper or be mad or whatever you're literally engaged in actual fuck nigga shit that is also against illegal, the law right this is illegal for him to do to you so like Oh, it's just so fucked up. Anybody with like any amount of like self-respect or you know, self-love, self-care would break up with you or at least want to break up with you. Right. So the idea of you having a temper cuz I say I don't want to be with your motherfucking fuck ass no more. I'm understanding based off of, like based off of what is what I'm trying to understand. Right. What what how no. If that nigga has a temper and you really feel, you know, concerned or scared or whatever, then I would make sure that I do it, like, either through text, email, whatever, or have somebody around, you know what I'm saying? Like, let people around Definitely you have know around. Yes. about the situation, when it's going down, how it's going down, so everybody is aware. Mm-hmm. And so, if he does decide that he wants to act the fuck up, you've already got a village. Yes. Like, no. Absolutely. Ugh. Oh, the I cannot believe he has the nerve to be uh, uh, irritated with you because now he can't find videos or you done edited out the good parts. It's just like, but you were wrong you for taping them illegally. You were wrong to do it in the first place. He's showing zero respect for you as a person. He didn't even care enough to let you know to see how you would feel about it. He like wanted me saying, these videos, and that was all that mattered to him. Me saying cut my face out of these videos after you did this is literally <laughs> your best case scenario. Okay, and it's better than you deserve. What? It just so, blows my mind that a nigga would really try to play you like that. And the thing about this is, I'm not surprised. Like, none of this behavior, this story at all, doesn't shock me. It doesn't sound like, you know, oh my goodness, how could someone... Like, it sounds like fuck niggas. It sounds like niggas. It does. It sounds like something that many do. people are dealing with with Put a nigga with, yeah. at the moment. Right. And niggas really feel like there is a logic behind this behavior. I'm sorry if you could hear this... this this fucking this chair needs some WD forty, but like I am just rocking back and forth in just the amount of anger that I'm feeling. Yeah, I don't even know you, sis, but like what? That is so violating. Wrong. That it's is just, just so wrong. Ugh, break up with that nigga. Yes, e fucking immediately, and do it in whatever way is safest for you. It sounds like you might be afraid of his reaction, so whatever you have to do to limit yourself to that or like put as much distance between you and him when he finds out that y'all are no longer together whatever you need to do that is safest if he lives in your house you know if you take a day off of work and pack up all his things and leave them on the porch and change the lock and have friends at the house waiting when he gets there like whatever is absolutely whatever is safest you do whatever you have to do so Take care of yourself first and foremost. But yeah, girl, this nigga, the longer you stay with him, the worse it's going to be.
period. Like somebody, people can, people fuck up in many different ways all the time, but no one who refuses to acknowledge the way they were wrong and disrespects you as a human being is worth the effort. I mean, did the nigga even apologize? No, there wasn't even an apology in this. I'm looking back over just to make sure, but no, he's just like, and this is the first person she's ever slept with. So of course she has that extra googly eye, the extra hard eye emoji. Yeah, there's just a connection everybody has. Yeah, everybody has that first. first. Right. I mean, assuming it was a a good experience for somebody who was like head over heels for, but yeah, this is just... Whatever is the safest way for you to get away from this right. nigga is what you need to do, sis. Agreed. Absolutely. Because he the is the purest of trash. To talk about uh, he, it was better to use the videos than to go out and get with another girl. Not really. What? Or better to use the videos than to look at other, to look at porn on the internet. No. Oh, no, no, no. Especially not if it's, you know, like most porn, which I don't know if it's ethically produced necessarily. I wouldn't make that argument. I'm not but going those there. women at least consented to being filmed and right. put in a, in a video. Like, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> That he this nigga's trash. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words. Understand what the fuck is wrong with people? Oh, he's just total and absolute garbage. So good luck. Uh, I hope you are able to stay safe as you separate from him. But yes, please do separate from him as soon as possible because this man is absolutely no good for you. Trash. All right, I am going to cut the questions a little short this week to feel out Crystal's corner and see how much time it takes and if it, you know, goes well right here. Okay. And all that, that sort of thing. Um, so, yes, thank you to everybody who voted in the poll. Crystal's Couch won very narrowly. It was very... <laughs> okay. It was like a 500 vote difference in between that and niggas need to know. But mm. we all I like know... Them both. Yeah, but not only black people listen to this show. Of course, the show is for black people, but we do not want Megan's and the like, you know, Megan. getting red because they said the name of a segment. Megan was so passionate. Megan was, you know, she's just really sick of white people's shit. And who can fault her for that? And white people should feel that way. <laughs> right. White people should be sick and of that shit. And whether the alcohol encouraged her, I mean, sure it did. She but had a message has, and it was a good one. Who has never been there before? I know I haven't. So this week, I want to talk about one of the biggest obstacles, and we touched on this briefly last week and earlier today, but one of the biggest things that therapy has helped me overcome is changing the way that I talk to myself. Mm. That has been huge for me. So, like, before I was diagnosed with depression, I was already very self-critical, like, Mm -hmm. highly self-critical. But afterwards, it was like everything was magnified times a billion. Like, it just got so much worse. Um, I was dealing with a a very traumatic domestic violence event, and I was coping with that in the best way that I could. Right. And so now I'm very proud of myself that I was able to get myself through those, like, extremely dark days. But a lot of those days, I just did not give a fuck about anything. Mm. When I was at my lowest, my coping skills were at their weakest, and I did not take very good care of myself in any way i would wake up drink smoke weed play video games order a pizza smoke some more weed play some more video games until i passed out it was like right it was like it sounds fun and if you were on vacation it would be fun it's not but when you're like i actually am so miserable that i can't drag myself out of the house or change out of this muumu and i don't give a fuck it's just out of a lot of like anything a, a lack of motivation yeah it was a lack of motivation and a lack of 
of ability mm-hmm. to care for myself. Yeah. I did not have the physical ability, the mental ability to care for myself. I was doing the very best I could just to stay alive every day. But even worse than that was the negative self-talk that I gave myself over and over because it was at an all-time high. It was the exact opposite that I needed from myself in that moment. Like what you really need when you are down is love and encouragement and feeling uplifted. And the entire time, all I would do was constantly remind myself of all the red flags that, you know, are suddenly so clear in 2020 vision. You know, everything is clear in hindsight. Right. Um, all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, all the mistakes that I made. And I would never really reminded myself of my strengths or the ways that I continued to thrive in spite of what happened to me. Like it was really fucking bad what I went through. And I didn't even realize how bad it was until I was over the worst of it. Yeah, It was like, going you know having a therapist at first and then transitioning from my talk space therapist to somebody that I saw in person like that was very important for me that talk space therapist got me to the point of being willing to go sit down and talk to somebody but she got me through like the worst of it those days when I was just like how is it that somebody I trusted so much could hurt me like this but non-stop I was like mad at myself for not having broken up with him sooner, for ever dating him in the first place, for ignoring things that in hindsight I felt like I shouldn't have ignored, like for not demanding that he go to therapy or being like, you need to go to therapy or else I'm breaking up with you, like not issuing that ultimatum. It was just all these things that I blamed myself for. And instead of seeking out the negative in myself, this is something my therapist has helped me with and like, not just seeking it out, but holding on to it for dear life. We really have to clamp on to what is good about us and what we have done in our lives, despite the pain, because otherwise being caught up on your mistakes will drag you down into darkness. Even after you've gotten past those dark days, constantly dwelling on it, constantly kicking yourself for fucking up is only going to hold you back. Sometimes you make it to the other side of your trauma and pain and all you need to do is step into the sunlight but it's like you're right there on the edge of the cave and you can see the sunlight but you can't get there because you're still punishing yourself for shit that you did that you feel like this was my fault had I done something differently it wouldn't have gone like this but you just cannot progress like that right so a great way that my therapist put it to me was that there's two ways that you can get through life like look at life picture it as like a race And one person is being beaten along the path. Like somebody is whipping at their backs and chastising them and telling them all the ways that they suck and all this. And they're moving forward, trying to be motivated by the negativity. And then the other person has cheerleaders in the distance who are rooting for them and encouraging them to keep going. And when they fall saying, that's fine, you know, we all stumble sometimes. Just get back up, you know, dust your knees off, get you some Neosporin if you need to, and keep going at it. And you can choose how you're going to talk to yourself through life. Are you going to beat yourself through it? Are you going to cheerlead your way through it? And so since that day, like as soon as she told me that, I started to change the way that I spoke to myself every time that I would drag myself from making a mistake, especially in regards to my ex, what I thought was a mistake. I would say, yes, 
I messed up on that. I made a mistake. I have accepted it. And now I'm moving forward. I'm not going to sit here and kick my own ass for this for the rest of my life. Right. Amen. She said, it's like talking to a child. Let's say a child spills a cup of milk. Are you going to, every time you see that child, every day for the rest of their lives, be like, remember that time when you were five and, and 38 days and you spilled milk and I had to use three of my good bounty to clean it up and replace my eight ounces of milk? Are you really going to sit there and drag that baby for that? Or are we going to clean up the milk and move on with our fucking lives? Right. That's what I had to do. I had to clean up the milk in my life, stop blaming myself nonstop, and start looking forward again. And that came with a change in the way I was talking to myself. I could not sit up there and drag myself all day, every day, and expect to move forward in life. And I'm still very critical. Yeah. Like, that is still the case. But... What I'm not doing is blaming myself for all the ways that I feel like I fucked up or should have done something better. I am not doing that anymore because for a long time I was obsessed with like mentally, physically, emotionally getting back to the place I was in before I got with my ex. But my therapist said this one sentence that just affected me so deeply, which is that you cannot go back to move ahead. I kept saying to her, I just want to get back to where I was. I was so much happier. I was, you know, involved in activities and I was doing this and this. And she said, you cannot go backwards in order to move ahead with your life. You are not that girl anymore. So you have to let go of the place that you were in before the traumatic event happened and create a new one that serves you better. It's not about going backwards. It's about creating a new me. A person who prioritizes herself first and foremost above all and is creating time and space for herself to explore what she really wants and what is really valuable to her and not letting anybody else's needs supersede my own needs. So that is the place I have to create for myself, a place where for the first time I am compassionate with myself. It is something that I have never done before. I have always dragged myself through life and I'm tired of it. I have gotten as far as beating myself up through life can possibly take me. It's right. time to start cheerleading for myself. And so it is slowly but surely, you know, it's the type of thing where I, w- I realized very quickly, bitch, all you do is drag yourself. I would have to interrupt my thoughts and say, yes, I made that mistake and I'm moving on now. Like probably 40 times that first day. It's just, it was nonstop. And now I don't do it at all. If I drag myself, I'm just like, all right, girl, well, here you go. Are you done? Because I have things to do if you're not done. Oh, well, I'll wait. Okay, great. Like, it's a lot easier now. But when I first started doing it, it was very conscious shifts in thinking and, and in what I said to myself. So I am doing that now, creating a space that is better and healthier for me and serves me better. And I hope that if somebody else is feeling stuck by their perceived mistakes or what they wish they would have done differently, that that helps you to let go of that shit and move forward because you deserve to do that. Amen. So that I'm is feeling all of the above. Are you? And I am also working on being more compassionate and chilling myself. Not great at it, <laughs> but it is also a new discovery for myself mm-hmm. and I'm working towards it because yeah, that energy where you beat yourself up, like, it's just so counterproductive in a lot of ways that we don't even realize. And then when good things happen, sometimes for me anyway, I process it process it as, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like just, you know what I mean? Like I'm just living my life and 
okay, this happened. I wanted this to happen. I achieved this. Okay, great. Next. Like, I don't, I'm never like really excited for myself or nice to myself or anything like that. Right. But I'm always ready, willing, and able to be like, you bitch you <laughs> can't time. do a motherfucking oh you're so incapable you're just raggedy you ain't cute you ain't got this and you just think you the shit you don't you think- you are not you ashy bastard <laughs> and oh, i'm yeah. like and it comes so yeah, easily it's so easy it's so easy, it's to do so easy but next to impossible to be like oh yes girl with lena waits girl in hbo sis oh my god see That's impossible so for you not impossible for me yeah but see you amy <laughs> right I'm it's much saying. easier for me to do for my friends. It's right, much easier same. To do that for your friends, same. yes, it's much easier to big your friends up. But it's important that you celebrate yourself. Yeah. We celebrate. We are going to be celebrating you and this I'm HBO. No, it is about this you. Is Crystal's and it's corner. about it. Okay, but Crystal's, Crystal's couch. corner, Crystal's couch, the couch, the corner, whatever it is. It's about. It's about all of us because most people can relate to feeling that way about yeah. themselves and wanting to move forward and, you know, constantly downplaying the good things that happen. Like, nigga, Beyonce's publicist really hit my line and invited us to On The Run too. That, like, <laughs> it was Carter. like all of the all of the previous iterations of me rose up in me at once to say you won't be i'm not going to let you downplay this like there is no part of me that would not have been excited as fuck at that happening right that really happened yeah that lady really hit my line and invited us to that show and had so many nice things to say about us and i just could not believe it i still have my wristband yeah oh well i still have is i have a whole little stack of yes i have a whole little stack of memorabilia from that night i have like the on the run to vip napkin and i'm wearing the ivy park hat they gave us (laughs) right now they gave us an ivy park like i will not let myself play that down even to myself that's a big deal for me like Y'all know how I feel about Beyonce. Yeah. So Beyonce's people being like, hey, Park would like would like to invite you to this. I I cannot minimize that to myself. That is so huge for me. This is somebody that I have admired for such a long time and who means so much to me and is the queen of the fucking world. Like, yes, I am honored and I am going to celebrate myself. The fact that me and you have brought our black asses in here for most Wednesdays. Yeah. Over the past five and a half years, and we have done this show when it was extremely hard, when we were sick, when our mental health was trash, when we were dealing with deaths in the family and shitty relationships and all type of shit. We still brought our black asses in here and did it. And here we are now. This nigga done sold a half hour comedy series. I have not sold anything. Okay. Well, this nigga, (laughs) Lena Waithe and them finna do it. You know what you done did with your black magic excellence ass (laughs) self. (laughs) <laughs> this pilot you done wrote, Lena Waithe is excited about it. Everybody's excited about you and her. It's just, it's it's reasons to celebrate, friend. You're yes. not going to tell me that it's not. I'm not disagreeing with you. So we are going to cheerlead our ways through this bitch. We are not going to, we don't have to publicly, you know, celebrate every single thing we do, but we are not going to try to beat ourselves through life. Amen. Because it does, it can only take you so far. I'm right. And why be miserable? She said, everybody's going to get to the end anyway. Do you want your existence to be miserable the whole time? We're all going to die. How shitty do you want this ride to be? Right. I mean, you can't control how anybody else treats you. You can't control society and racism and sexism and transphobia and all the other inequalities out there. But you can control how you treat you. 
That's true. And you can stop blaming yourself and stop beating your own ass. So I hope that helps. Um, that is going to wrap up the corner for this week. Send all your feedback, questions, and concerns, and all that sort of thing to ask. What well, is it? The couch or the corner? At Gmail. Well, it, technically, it's Crystal's couch. Okay, so the but couch. you know the corner. I don't know. Wolf it. It's. Uh, I feel like couch just makes sense because you lay yeah, on like I mean, the little it's couch. A therapist couch. All right. Yeah. So that'll wrap it up on the couch, and we'll be right back. All right. So we're back. It's time for the read. <laughs> Okay, yes. What's your so, read this week? I just have a few things to say. I'm going to try and make them great, very quick. Great. First of all, Monique, wow. Glad that somebody is, because this was on my list today as well. So wow. I'm glad. Wow. After all of the hooting and hollering and me still standing and we owning were the Parker set. all rooting for you. And just really, really rooting. I've been watching the Parkers every day. I don't care that you and Roseanne were friends and she came on to your BET talk show and niggas didn't want to come on your show and, you know, you're just not going to throw... Monique. Oh, Lord. Roseanne don't care about your black ass. Roseanne don't care about none of our black asses. If she did, Roseanne would not be Roseanneing her way through a whole bunch of maybe cocaine. Say it. I think cocaine. Sounds like cocaine. And all of the other foolishness that she's been a part of. Roseanne wouldn't have fucked up a whole bunch of people's jobs. And Roseanne would not still be running around here right now screaming racist comments from the bottom of her gut. And here you are defending her while also claiming that the industry blackballed you. And as a black woman in the, in, in the oh, entertainment industry, no, we should. I'm just so sad and so disappointed in this yeah. because, Moni, I really want the best for you. I think that you're such a great, talented, uh, not only comedian, just performer, right. period. But this? I avoided the headline. I avoided reading the story for a while because the headline made me so upset. I just couldn't believe it. Sister? That's what we're doing right now? Gross. Wow. Sister. Where was Roseanne where you were hollering for everybody to boycott Netflix? Because I don't remember her where saying Where was Roseanne talking about Monique should about definitely that. be paid what she... Like, this... this uh, What you all have offered her is disrespectful. Where was Roseanne when you were going through it? Where was that? Where was the sisterhood shit? Has she ever called you her sister? Especially in the last, like, six months? And this bitch, looking at everything Roseanne has done, this is the hill you want to die on? I'm this so the- lost. <sighs> Sorry, sis. You had my support until you came, until you decided Roseanne had yours. And God bless. I just won't do that. I just, I can't. I'm no, so sad. Nope, nope, I'm nope, very nope, sad. Nope. Like, you were right then, and you're wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel bad for supporting you then, because you were right then. I do But you're wrong that. as fuck now. Very incorrect. I just, it, it just don't like it. that way. Yep. Sorry. Um, also, I would like to say um, I heard that Jennifer Lopez is going to be getting the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, hmm. the VMAs this year. I just want to say that um, Jennifer Lopez is a beautiful woman. She's had a six pack since she was born. She is a great performer, dances her ass off, still puts on a great show. Mm-hmm. Lots of really pretty looks and um, many music videos. And, you know, she's... Here's the thing. I don't really feel like I need to shade Jennifer Lopez because I wouldn't have a problem with Jennifer Lopez winning this award if Missy Elliott already had one. Flat out. And honestly, even if Missy Elliott did already have one, I could still think of some people who I feel like should get a Video Vanguard Award before Jennifer Lopez. Like... uh, Buster Rhymes is kind of homophobic, so I'll skip that. Kendrick Lamar. Outcast. Mm -hmm. 
Outcast, definitely. MIA, I'd give one to. Mariah Carey doesn't have one. MIA has a problem with anti-blackness. Oh. <laughs> Don't forget, remember when she said something about, somebody asked her about Black Lives Matter, and she was like, where is Beyonce and Kendrick to say Muslim lives matter, mm. Syrian lives matter, and all this? And she's all right, like, let's... It's going over to... Um, right, sis. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'd give Nicki Minaj a video back before I get from the I mean, I'm not going I'm not going to take that from Jennifer. I won't say that she doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I don't think that. Are, certainly, Missy should have gotten it before her, but I don't expect white outlets to really value our artists the way they should. Not really. Not somebody like Missy. I don't. I don't expect them to revere Missy and to really give her her props the way that she deserves. They will. certainly should, but I, I won't don't be watching it. anything MTV related until Missy Ellie gets a Vanguard. They need award, to do and it. That won't be hard. So, <laughs> like, it's really nothing. But I'm like coming forward now, I'm yeah. letting y'all know. Like, I'm good. And after I just came on here and read them for that old ass season of the challenge where they had that racist ass Brazilian have to call that black man a black piece of shit in his face and say it's always about these black bitches or whatever the fuck else, and still awarded her a cash prize. And brought her back for the next season and was was somehow surprised that she got drunk and punched a production person in the face and stole a golf cart. Like, yeah. Yeah. So mm, I'm fine. No thanks. Because Mm. Missy certainly, again, not mad at Jennifer, but Missy certainly deserves a whole hell of a lot more than Jennifer Lopez does. And BET's raggedy ass has just canceled Robin Thede's show, The Rundown with Robin Thede, which again, was their best original program and I think probably well no I think they have some other round tables or something like that but just doing the exact opposite of it had 100% on Rotten doing. Tomatoes I think it did yeah so like I yeah reviewed well great show right so the thing is if you are displeased with some part of it like you feel like numbers should be higher or whatever just find a way to tweak that and and make it better. Let's do more social. Like like let's have more clips on social. Let's do more things that are involved and interactive while the show is airing. Like, but I just feel like it was so wrong of them to give up on a late night show after one season when there's so much more that could have been done. And Robin Thede and her team was doing such a great job with it. It was such a good show. So I just and it's really not Viacom, like, y'all. Whoever's making the decisions over at Viacom these days, I just am not having a lot of faith in in whoever's running BET and MTV in particular. Because girl, what the fuck? What the fuck? The whole video vanguard thing, y'all. Y'all had time to not do this, and then Jennifer Lopez said, "Well, I feel like Missy deserves it." Did she? <laughs> yes. See, I said to myself when I read this, Jennifer Lopez could never deny that Missy Elliott deserves this award. So, like, thank, I mean, whatever. So, it's just a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess. Jennifer Lopez, congratulations, girl. You have bust your ass your entire career and you're being celebrated for that. And you've got so many people and whatever. Jennifer has so many whatever. Hits, so many bops. Right. She deserves to be celebrated, but Missy deserves a video award over her. And we all know that. Video, music, everything. I'm not even going to sit here and stand for all of the reasons that Missy Elliott has really like given so much to the music industry across genres years all of that i'm not i've done it many times but like she deserves that recognition 
Period. Right. All of the award shows should be tributing her, to be honest with you. Because I don't care. It's not just black stars. It's not just hip hop or R&B stars that have gotten that have gotten lyrics and production from Missy Elliott. You can ask your pop girls. You can ask some of the reggae girls. You can ask a couple of gospel queens. So like what, 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 what. huge stars that have those video the video Vanguard Awards right now have had production. Missy and Janet are like best friends. Shut up. This whole award named after her brother. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm tired. But whatever. Last but not least, I don't know exactly who this read is for, but I would just want to say quick story. The other day it was maybe mm, 3.30 and I have a, a grocery store like literally right on the corner of my street um, that's open 24 hours. And so um, I was high and I decided that I wanted to have a snack before bed which isn't the wisest thing to do i hear but you know i'm me okay and so i decided at 3 30 to go downstairs and go get like i think i maybe got like some cheetos and a lemonade i don't know whatever quick walk come back around the corner now you've seen my building before so you know there's like that front door glass door and then there's another door right there like that you have to you have like buzz through many buildings are like that so i come and i put it in the code to go in all of a sudden i notice on the wall in front of me inside of that little section is a cockroach about oh no the size oh no of like oh no i want to say about as long as my middle finger I'm not afraid of many things. Okay. Okay. I have always had issue with roaches. They're hideous. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just gross. The way that their little antenna or whatever moves around. Oh, my God. They look like they're carrying diseases. Roaches are just gross. So, I see this huge roach, right, up on the wall, like, right across from the door. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. That's what we're doing today. No sooner than I look and realize that there's a roach there, it takes flight. Oh, no. It's a flying roach. I was just about to say the only ones I'm really scared of have wings. Oh, That nigga flew from one wall to the next one. (laughs) I would have had to leave my... And then to the glass on the door right in front of me. I'll go home later. (laughs) I stood outside of my building for no less than 25 minutes. Literally back and forth yes. pacing, <laughs> trying to fit, because the oh, they gave us shit. keys. Like there are two doors that you can also get in on either side of the building that kind of lead to the staircases, okay. and they gave us keys for that when I moved in. But then they switched the door because they said like people were letting their friends in or whatever, some dumb shit like that, which I find hard to believe. I mean, whatever, but. Fuck that. They never. I never got a new key. So the only way for me to get into the the building is through this door. I wasn't going to like. I really thought to myself, okay, if I just buzz this and like make a run for it, what are the odds that this thing could come into contact with me? I just wouldn't chance it. I just would not. <laughs> I wasn't yes. gonna do it. Not when that motherfucker flew. Let me tell you something. I will never 
ever go to battle with a flying roach. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like, it, all it takes is for me to open this door and for this roach to, like, freak out and then fly at me. And I will die on the spot. It doesn't even have to attack me. <laughs> I will die. Like If it touches my body, I'm going to collapse. I will literally need immediate therapy. I'm, like, all, I'm already itching. Like... Ugh. So, I mean, I, I eventually, I got tired of waiting. I went back to the grocery store and I got like some bug spray. And I was like, wow. I think what's going to have to happen is I'm going to have to try kill to kill this distance. bitch from a distance. I come back and the bitch is now like not on the front door, but at the other door. So like, even if I were to make a run for it, I, it's right there, like waiting oh. by the door, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. I couldn't even muster the courage to try and spray it and run. Like, I'm not playing this game. it's going to take off probably in your direction. In my direction. Right, when you spray it. Nigga, I stood outside of that motherfucking building and just waited for somebody else to come through. <laughs> and they saw it and and it like, when they opened the front door, it flew out. And then I went to my bed. Wow. So I don't know if this road, this raid might be for the roach. <laughs> um, fuck you, bitch. You audacious ho and as well as just like just the filth of of new york city my god like just because uncanny i couldn't even almost blame the roach 100 percent of the way because you leave trash bags on the street here Mm -hmm. for people to come and get like you say everything about florida right they gave us bins you know what i'm saying like we had a bin for trash a bin for recycling and you fill that bitch up and push it out at the front of the road or whatever when it was uh, about to be trash day and they came with a machine pick it up and maybe that's bougie maybe i'm spoiled it's just too many people in new york city for that i get i mean it makes sense this is completely overpopulated i get it but these roaches are like snacks and (laughs) And they just oh and warmth or ac or whatever makes them when i tell you i was about to be like this is your apartment you want the keys like (laughs) have fun just let me get my child and i'll go on about my business (laughs) i was doing my laundry in the basement once and a big ass roach like that showed up in the laundry room and i had to pick up a vase that had fake flowers in it and sat it on top of that nigga just Mood. to keep it from moving. <laughs> I was so afraid. And honestly, you braver than me. Like, I'm not, oh. I was so afraid. Hell no. Absolutely not. It I was don't one do... of the roaches that you hit and it still don't die. Oh, like I can't right. hit you again. Ugh, it's already bleeding that weird I have not even seen blood. a, ugh. Ugh, oh, I'm done. So gross. Yeah. I haven't even seen a flying roach in such a long time. Or at least not one with a nerve to fly when I was around. But that bitch, like, as soon as I saw it, he was like, oh, guess what I can do? <laughs> uh, no, no. Yes. No, no. The whole place is yours. I'm not even going to argue with you, bro. You can have it today. So I just Ooh. wanted to tell that quick story of, like, I was so furious. I was, no pun intended. I was so angry. I was just so tired. And, and it blew my high. I had to go back upstairs and get high again to fully appreciate Boy. my Cheetos. <laughs> you had to reinstate your high. Fuck roaches. That's that. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, well, roaches are disgusting, so it's valid. Um, uh, For my read this week, I just wanted to say really quickly, fuck the government in Michigan. Flint still does not have clean water. Wow. Fuck um, the judge in the Chiquisa Clemens case over in Mobile County. His name is Judge Mark Irwin. He found her guilty of disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. If you remember, she is the person who was arrested at Waffle House because she asked yeah. for 
plasticware to go with her food, which the I mean, rest of us just automatically get that when we get our food to go. I don't understand yeah. why it turned into an issue of 50 cents and then calling the cops and then pulling her shirt down and exposing her in this very violent arrest and all that anyway. Despite the fact that there's a petition with more than 50,000 signatures on it that was created and delivered to the Saraland District Attorney, uh, Chakisha was still found guilty. The judge said because the facts of the case met the legal definitions required to find her guilty and that all the emotion that played out around the trial was irrelevant to the proceedings. Mm. So she will have to pay, I believe, $400 total in court fees. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, she was also sentenced to 10 days in jail, but it will be suspended for one year of informal probation. She and her lawyers plan to appeal that decision. But it's just wild to me that anybody could see the video of what that girl went through and found her guilty of anything other than being black in Alabama. Because that's all that happened. Really? But of course, a white judge, I'm almost, he has to be white. I mean, he's Judge in Alabama would look at this girl and somehow find a way to side with the police. It's just trash. Every bit of it is trash. Um, Shakisa has a GoFundMe. I believe that is at GoFundMe. Oh, I was about to ask because, yes. I mean, I'll pay for it, girl. Slash justice for Shakisha Clemens. So um, if you want to donate to them, I'm sure they still need money to help with her defense and all that. I'll do that right now. Then you go right ahead and help out. But, you know, if we don't stick up for our own damn people, nobody will. And what happened to this young lady is absolutely egregious. What now, GoFundMe. Uh, GoFundMe.com. Actually, if you just Google Chakisha Clemens, GoFundMe, it should All come right. right up. But yeah, um, I think I had the URL correct. For uh, for my last read this week, this one actually happened in Canada, in Alberta. A McDonald's there, the employees were cleaning the coffee machine. They had two coffee or two cleaning lines hooked up to the latte machine, latte machine, when Sarah Douglas um, stopped at the drive-thru for some coffee. And so instead of a latte, she was served a fresh hot cup of cleaning materials and various cleaning fluids instead of coffee in her cup. Um, She Mm, took a sip. That's Uh, part of waking up. I should mention that Sarah is pregnant with her third child. Oh, great. Murder. You know, the rest of us already don't want to ingest chemicals, but when you have Mm. a fetus inside of you, you kind of like Probably not the greatest thing to do, yeah. So she took one sip, obviously knew something was wrong, returned to the restaurant where the staff member said, oh, yeah, my bad. We had... Oh! We had the... What happened was the machine was being cleaned as it is every morning. The milk supply line was connected to the cleaning solution while this guest drink was made. So we have taken action to review proper cleaning procedures with the team and put up additional signage. Not sure why we need additional signage to remind motherfuckers that like only food and edible things should be going into cups and boxes and bags that we're serving to our customers. How do you even mix coffee up? I don't. So, I mean, I understand hooking the machine up to like cleaning solution and cleaning it out. What I don't understand is somebody going through the process of making a cup right. of coffee and then you have to pull the cup away. Like, do it you doesn't not smell? Com- right. Or, or nothing about the smell or the look of it made you think, bitch, this isn't coffee. And then you gave it to a woman who is pregnant. So, I feel like she will almost <laughs> certainly sue McDonald's. <laughs> and regardless of how you feel about institutions like that, like, you have to be better than this. And guess what? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving I'm it. I'm loving that check. <laughs> 
Me and this fetus gonna be eating hash browns and nuggets for a very long time. In the McDonald's in I'll be our home. Sending my baby to school on that McDonald's scholarship. That's right. You damn right. Because y'all had me fucked up on that day. You need to double check what you are putting into people's cups. Anytime my baby wanna Period. see the hamburger hamburger and grimace, it's happening. They come over. Like that. That's it. <laughs> At her birthday party, all them niggas is coming through. And the little bird too, whatever grimace, that bitch name all was. All them niggas. All them niggas. Each and every. Yes. That Oscar nigga yeah him as well ronald could stay he looks scary he's <laughs> looks ronald quite is, murderous ronald has always he's always been he's always looked like he does home invasion <laughs> yes he always says but as for the rest of you you'll be in my baby's house every year that she wants to see you that's it and that is the until that we that y'all have got to do better my god all the toys just trash imagine had she like had that gone so much worse like i, I feel like she and her baby are fine but yeah. it could have been much worse and just a mess. So do better McDonald's. And really everybody in general. Everybody yeah. just needs to tighten try. up. Yeah. And and do their best. That is gonna wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read and our website, this is the Do you have any news this week? Yes, it is August. Welcome to a new month. And at the end of this month, August 26th, we will be having another 305 Live pool party yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, and I can't yeah. wait. Man, like, I just need to get into a pool so bad. And last year's was so much fun. Y'all showed out and turned up. And it was great. And I can't wait to do it again. Um, sucks it's the same week as Afropunk, but... Gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Yeah, I understand. Um, and I think that's it for me. Oh, and you can uh stop asking me at the moment to allow you to audition because again, we're <laughs> I bet niggas yet. are pouring in from all over and trying to write, produce, direct, <laughs> be in the show. I've literally gotten so many headshots. I'm like, <laughs> I just wanna and it's so great and obviously I I Oh, you're a big star now. A big, big star now. Look at you. So proud. Do you have any news this week? I do. Angelica Ross tweeted me. Oh my gosh, me too. I that made my whole week. Yeah, I, stand. I was just I was very like excited. she. She was like, first of all, she like listens to the show and loves it. She, yeah, yeah, like I apparently just was dying. She was like casually mentioned. Oh yeah, I was right. listening. I'm like, She's what? like, wait, what? You were just listening to us? Oh. Oh, I oh, love why? her so much. God, I cannot wait for. I know it's a long ways away, but I can't wait for Post to come back. Also, our dear sister Kia is having a Teen Typing Fest event here in New York City. The first one in DC went so well, so she is bringing the show up here to the city on Friday, August seventeenth, from right. six to nine p.m. I'll at Plus Hall Lobby. NYU. It is a fun, fly, and enlightening safe space for black women, academics, entrepreneurs, and professionals. It will also feature wisdom from Sharon Fry's Brit PhD centered around the theme getting clear about who we are, why we're here, and where we're headed. It is such an amazing event. It sounds so good. I might have to go sneak and hide in the back somewhere and just yeah, try to too. soak up all the energy and the knowledge because Kia always comes correct with everything she does and she is just Walking in her purpose. Did she tell you about Sarah Jakes Roberts inviting her um, to be part of her women's thing that she had a couple no. weeks ago? Yeah. So Kia has just been yeah, doing the damn thing. So, yeah. Um, and I think the Friend Zone show is the next day. Yeah. And the Friend Zone show is the next day. So, shout out to our friends doing big things that weekend. But, yes, definitely make sure if you are 
a young professional and looking to connect with other black women, um, check out the Teen Typing Fast event on Kia's Instagram. I think it, the tickets are at like bit.ly.com. I don't know exactly. But yeah, check out Kia's Instagram or uh, Nothing But Trouble on Twitter for additional details. Also, I wanted to say congratulations to Michael Arsenault and his new book, I Can't Date Jesus, out now. I have heard nothing but amazing things. Everybody keeps telling me how it is so hilarious. I have been following Michael's writing for a long, long time, ever since The Cynical Ones, his blog. He is an excellent writer. I am only like halfway through the first chapter because I just got home from traveling nonstop, but it's already funny. Like, he immediately is going there with like sexuality and things of that nature. So very excited uh, for you, Michael. Congratulations on the release of the book. Make sure y'all check out I Can't Date Jesus out now, wherever you get your favorite books. And I think that's all of the good news for this week. Don't forget to congratulate my nigga Kid Fury. Oh my God. I won't play any more Jamaican music. I feel like that was maybe a little offensive, but I just wanted to celebrate you. (laughs) I wasn't offended. I was confused. And your everything. In Thank this you. moment, because I know you won't give yourself that. All right. Do we have an acronym this week? Um, G-L-O-Y. Good luck, Annika, Onika. Good luck. No, that can't be it. Good luck on yams. Good right. looking out. Good looking out, yo. It's Greek go letter. love okay. on yourself. Oh, I love that. Go give yourself some love. Yes, because you deserve it. Or masturbate or both. I don't okay. know. Okay. Well, we will see you next week.